0: Like Avon and Mary Kay before it, LuLaRoe attracts
1: stay-at-home mothers who want to earn money while looking after their kids. Known for its buttery soft, brightly patterned leggings that can sell out in seconds, LuLaRoe has attracted thousands of mostly millennial-aged female sellers to its business.
0: Today, we're getting into LuLaRoe's beginnings, its meteoric rise to becoming a
1: billion-dollar company and one of the largest multi-level marketing companies ever. We'll also get into how this legging empire lost its footing and put some of its sellers into spiralling debt and how it now faces a multitude of lawsuits and some serious charges. everyone and welcome to Sinister Societies, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Hannah Maguire. And I'm Suruti Bala. Every week we're going to cover
0: your favourite cults, faith followers and secret societies. We'll look at how some of the biggest
1: secretive societies and cults have made their fortunes. And how they've also managed to run in plain sight and permeate into your everyday life. And today's group isn't so secretive because it's all over social media. But as we mentioned, it is considered a multi-level marketing clothing company, one that you've probably seen on your Facebook feed at some point over the past few years. And yes, we're going to get into LuLaRoe and its founders,
0: Deanne and Mark Stidham. We'll look at how they built their business into a billion-dollar company in the space of just a few years, thanks in part to stay-at-home mothers. We'll also look at the lawsuits against them and how the company... Put some of its sellers into debt. Let's get into Lularoe.
1: When sweet tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, they thought, "Why stop there? Why not create other exciting and unexpected combinations like rainbows and ropes, or fruity and gummy, or chewy and more chewy." That's why they created fun treats like Sweet Tarts Twisted Rainbow Ropes, Gummies Fruity Splits, and Chewy Fusions. When you dare to combine, it's sure to blow your mind. Sweet Tarts. Dare to combine. Visit SweetTartsCandy.com to shop now.
0: This episode is brought to you by The Weather Channel. The key to solving any mystery? Smart decisions based on the facts. In the case of the weather's effect on your well-being, turn to the Weather Channel app. It clues you in on how weather shapes your mood, health, and productivity, with insights built on reliable forecast data to help you thrive. Because mystery belongs in true crime, not weather. Be a force of nature
1: with the Weather Channel app. Okay, let's start at the beginning, LuLaRoe's beginnings. Husband and wife team Deanne and Mark Stidham founded LuLaRoe in 2012. Before Deanne met Mark, she was a single mother with seven kids and going through a divorce. She was also struggling financially. Deanne wanted to build a company that would give women, especially stay-at-home mums, a way to make extra money. Which is a very noble aspiration. Yeah. It's good to have an ethos when you start a brand. Yep, even Jim Jones was all about racial equality
0: in the beginning. That's what I'm saying. It's good to have a good, clean, fun vision. And helping stay-at-home mums earn uh-huh. money, what could be more good, clean, fun than
1: that? Before Diane actually started LulaRoe, she founded a maxi skirt business with her sister. They would travel to different homes to sell these skirts to stay-at-home mums and their friends. They're bang on the trends. The they leggings, are. Leggings, the maxi skirt. I mean, sure. Would you like to share with the people at home your very interesting hemline theory about the economy?
0: Oh, I wish it was my theory. It's not my theory at all. It's quite a well-established economic theory that is Okay, I cut. was just trying to set you up. To I know, t- I know. But I mean, I don't <laughs> want anyone thinking I'm no, taking no, no, credit no. for the hemline economic theory. But no, there is a theory out there that if you look at any period in history, and this we're talking just Western economies, any period in history... The hemlines seem to correspond with the state of the economy at that time. So when the economy is doing very well, mini skirts or shorter skirts are in fashion. When the economy is tanking, then the skirts get longer and longer. And yeah, for sure when we were in the financial crisis, what were all the rage? Maxi skirts. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Go look it up. Interestingly, Diane's parents founded the American Family and
1: Femininity Institute... I don't like the sound of that. ...in 1945.
0: Well, oh, even was. It sounds very 1945. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? <laughs> and its goal was to reinforce the idea that women belonged in the home. I mean... We can't be trusted with much else, to be honest. No. I mean, if you want to belong in the home as a woman, go nuts. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me to belong yeah, in the home.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm feral. Oh. Leave me alone. <laughs> I was raised by wolves. <laughs> I belong in the woods. Um, Wearing a maxi skirt. Yes, exactly. The depression that's coming. <laughs> yeah, if you want to stay home, that's fine. Yeah, um, but don't make everyone else do it.
0: No, and it also gets worse because they were like, "You belong in the home," but not always. Because what Deanne's parents would do is run femininity forums for which they would charge attendees dollars. Oh. Presumably, they had to leave the house to go to these femininity forums mm-hmm. and pay the $300.
1: Rent your own oppression. Lovely.
0: <laughs> and uh, this was in the 1970s. Although it sounds very much like it was in the 1870s. So, Deanne's mum actually published a book in which she wrote, quote, Stand before a mirror in the privacy of your room and say to yourself... I am just a helpless woman at the mercy of you, big, strong men. Somebody help me. (laughs) Call the police.
1: The whole world is telling you that anyway. You don't need to say it to yourself in the mirror. But is this the start of the sexual revolution for women? And they're like,
0: fight the revolution. Stay trad. I don't know. (laughs) Stay trad.
1: Putting the rad in trad. (laughs) There you go. Femininity forums. Putting the rad in trad. Deanne met Mark in 1995. So we're in the now times-ish. Well, we're in the Hannah and Cerruti were alive times. Mark was also a divorcee who worked in construction. Between them, they had a whopping total of 14 whole children. And they also claimed to be, and this is in quotes, distant relatives to the founder of the Mormon church, Joseph Smith. So the name Lula Rowe. Happens to be a combination of the names of Deanne's three oldest granddaughters. That's quite cute. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not a big fan of mishmash names.
0: Oh, really? Mm. The
1: only one I like is my
0: grandparents' mishmash name. Mm -hmm. So my maternal grandparents, their names, if you like Brangelina them, spells Rasi, Mm -hmm. which in Tamil, which is my mother tongue, Rasi means like lucky or charmed. Okay, that is quite that's nice. That's quite cute.
1: You wanted to tattoo that for a while, didn't you? Yeah, I was like, that's quite cute. That and then is I was cute. Like, no. Anyway, so
0: Lula Rose clothing is sold only by the company through multi level marketing distributors known as quote retailers. These retailers purchase inventory from Lula Rose wholesale, which they then resell to other consumers. Mm -hmm. That is the definition of an MLM. Exactly. So sellers sell both in person and through posting and commenting on Facebook and Instagram. I love it when one of our Instagram posts gets a little MLM comment.
1: I also enjoy that. I also enjoy them when they DM me telling me they're looking Ah. for gothic representatives for their Ah. jewelry brand. And I'm like, what about me is saying that to you? That's amazing. When LuLaRoe started to grow rapidly, they hired family members to take on senior roles within the company, which, a note for you, RuPaul of Drag Race Fame mm-hmm. has two rules of business. Pay your taxes, keep your family off the payroll. Got it. So you f- failed. <laughs> <laughs> failed. <laughs> she pays her taxes, we just hired her brother. Yeah, I know, I was going to actually say, let's clarify yeah. that. <laughs> Anyway, that means that all of the wealth in the company stays in the family. In the months after LulaRose started, in January 2013, members of the family started other companies. The clothing company, which sounds quite sinister, dot dot smile. It sounds like a horror film. It sounds like yeah. dot dot smile coming yeah. to a cinema near you. And it's like some website you go on and then you get murdered after you've been on it. Yeah, and the the cover art is literally just the smiley face like emoticon, Mm not even the emoji. Like a colon bracket. (gasps) Wow. There you go. But it's not that. It was actually founded by Deanne's daughter, Nicole Thompson. Honey and Lace was run by Deanne's sister and Agnes and Dora was also a clothing company run by another family member. And all of these companies were considered by many to operate as MLMs.
0: Coming up, we'll get into how Lula Rose Leggings kicked the company's business into overdrive and attracted some women to invest everything they had into it.
1: So now let's get into how LuLaRoe actually works. So as we said earlier, it was founded in 2012 and the clothing is only sold by the company via its, these are the air (laughs) quotes, retailers, Mm. which in the case of LuLaRoe included many stay-at-home mums. And let's have a quick refresher on how an MLM actually works. MLM stands for Multi-Level Marketing Companies. They're direct sales businesses so basically it's a business where individuals sell products to the people in their networks only what is it on shark tank when they want to go into like target where they're like you want to go retail are you mad oh yeah yeah so they're avoiding that by selling to people who are already drinking their kool-aid they're like we don't want to go into retail no we want you to be the retail." listen to mark cuban who's ceruti's boyfriend
0: <laughs> can we please explain this yeah please <laughs> please explain it well no we were on our uk tour with Red Handed and somebody asked who our celebrity crushes were and I said I don't think I don't have like an actual celebrity crush that I like fantasize over but there is a celebrity who I've had the most sex dreams about and it's Mark Cuban <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh it gets better every time I hear it I love him oh man okay <laughs> he's got really horrible fingers anyway moving on so um, there's no such thing as an ugly billionaire yeah they all look great standing on their wallet <laughs> So once Mark Cuban has convinced them not to go into retail, the salespeople who have to buy the stock in the first place try and recruit more salespeople to become sellers. So put simply, the more people you recruit, the more money you'll make because you'll make a commission from what your recruit sells. So the further down the ladder you get, the less money you're actually getting Mm -hmm. because the cut gets bigger and bigger. So how do you become a Lula Rose seller?
0: Well, let's look into it. Basically, you have to purchase initial inventory, surprise, surprise, and you've got to do this as soon as you start. And this initial down payment of stock could cost you in the region of $5,000 to $10,000. Although apparently, rumour has it that this amount has now dropped to just
1: $500. Well, that's nice of them. Just five. Just a pair of socks and a t-shirt will get you started. <laughs> <laughs> so the company recommends that sellers keep around $20,000
0: of inventory on hand because you know the worst thing to do if you're running a clothing business is to have a high demand which is obviously going to happen because mm-hmm. everybody wants to buy LuLaRoe and then not have the stock to deliver on those urgent orders oh I've watched enough Shark Tank I know that that is a nightmare so one lawsuit against the company claims that some consultants were encouraged to sell off breast milk to
1: afford the company's startup costs. Yo, who is buying breast milk? Why is there a market for that? I don't get it. Okay, the only
0: thing I can think of who's buying breast milk are women who struggle to breastfeed, but they have a child and they want that child to have breast milk. So they're telling people to sell breast milk in order to get the money. So just imagine this conversation somebody rocks up and they're like, I really want to be a part of Lula Rose's plan. Mm-hmm. It's gonna change my life. Yep, yep. It's gonna change my kid's life. I can't afford this $5,000 initial payment.
1: But I'm sitting on a fountain of gold.
0: Have you considered Mm -hmm. that your breasts are filled with gold? Have you considered selling your human milk? Have you considered being a human cow? No, I hadn't. But now that you mention it. Sellers can also apparently make money in two different ways. One of them is from direct sales to customers And the other way is from the people
1: they recruit to the company. Mm -hmm. Ding, ding, ding. The clothing is commonly sold online using live streams on Facebook or on Instagram. Or they'll go old and timey pre-COVID fun times. Sellers will hold an in-home pop-up party. Some sellers amass thousands of followers. In 2021, the prices for the clothes started at $25 for a pair of leggings to $35 to shirts and $45 for dresses. Which seems reasonable. The company famously only releases 5,000 leggings of each design, which is smart because it creates a frenzy and a demand. So when these leggings sell out, that particular pattern will most likely be gone for good. And that in the past has created a sense of urgency and excitement over the leggings and they go faster. People buy more, people stock up, la la la. Have you seen the penis ones? I have seen the penis ones. So there was an unfortunate design. Mm-hmm. So like an Italy-themed legging. Mm-hmm. And the Leaning Tower of Pisa, for a start, is pointing downwards mm-hmm. on the print. But like... Where a penis would be. It's kind of like a, a, a
0: southeasterly direction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah, just straight down. No, and it looks a bit like curved. Like, yeah. there's just no way it doesn't it look like a looks- dick. It almost
0: like a perfect penis. Yes,
1: almost. I mean perfect's pushing it. But, Not um, like perfect as a in functional. The ideal penis. No. I like meant a, like a a recognizable mm, member. Anatomically accurate. <laughs> um which sometimes it I mean, it's like that megabus that had the exhaust pipe where oh the man's God. like penis was. So sometimes, you know, the stars align and we get some good crack out of it. If you don't know what we're talking about with the megabus, the megabus logo is a giant man wearing yeah. like a yellow
0: raincoat or something. Yeah. Or like a yellow uniform. Bus- like a Lego uniform. man. Yeah. yeah. And there was a very famous little bus gaff here where they printed a giant image of this man on the back of one of their buses. And the exhaust just so happened to land in a very unfortunate spot for that man. Yeah, you couldn't make it up. So LuLaRoe, with this model that we've just explained to you, has managed to attract tens of thousands of sellers across the U.S., mostly millennial mums. In 2016, Business Insider reported that profits of 45% to 60% were being made by women selling the clothes from their homes. That is absolutely unbelievable because I've looked into the profit margins of clothing businesses before, Mm -hmm. given the merch we sell out Red Handed. Like, honestly, if you're getting profit margins on a clothing business of 20 to 25%, you are doing very, very good work. Mm-hmm. So 45 to 60%, bloody hell. All right? So the same article in Business Insider also says that Lula Rose top sellers made six-figure salaries annually. It's tempting. Oh, yeah. You don't even have to leave the house. Sit around in your buttery soft leggings with your penis hanging out. One consultant claimed that she made... a month selling these clothes. And at its peak in 2017, LuLaRoe's had over 80,000 retailers. But in 2021, that number's much closer to just 17,000.
1: It's a big drop. That is a big,
0: big drop in just four years. So LuLaRoe has held annual cruises for its top selling consultants. Former retailers recalled in the docuseries, Lula Rich, (laughs) very good, very good naming, that Mark and Deanne Stidham would preach a message that women should make enough money so their husbands can quit their jobs and join them in selling. Well, there you go. Some female empowerment finally coming through. Yeah, be so feminine. (laughs) It's all your fault. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously... Obviously, let's think for a second what happens if the husband also quits his job mm-hmm. and joins the woman in LuLaRoe. Now, the entire family is dependent on yeah. Row for so, its financial survival. You want to feed them kids, mm-hmm. get selling those leggings. You better make it work. And remember, you don't just have to sell the leggings, you could always just get more people to join. Yeah. So maybe one of you in the husband and wife team mm-hmm. sells the leggings and the other one just goes out and recruits new people. That'd be smart. I mean... The smartest
1: you could do after you've joined this situation. I mean, yeah, it's the best of a bad bunch.
0: So one former retailer recalled that Mark, that's Mark Stidham, compared himself to Mormon prophet and founder, Joseph Smith himself. Okay,
1: I am the biggest religion skeptic there is. However, mm-hmm. I would wager that there is a difference between receiving golden plates from an angel... That include the new Ten Commandments. I would say that is different to flogging leggings with dicks on. Call me a cynic. Maybe he just started wearing his hair in a really low ponytail. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing.
0: <laughs> so the company has also spent millions of dollars on renting stadiums and booking the likes of Kelly Clarkson and even Katy Perry to perform at Lula Row events.
1: I was thinking about this today, mm. and I think I have been quite naive in not understanding that celebrities, for a price, are children's party birthday clowns. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, of course you can just get Katy Perry if you pay enough. What else she doing? Not much. Not much, apart from having a beautiful life and baby with Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> and again, in the docuseries Lula Rich, they report that Deanne helped some LuLaRoe retailers slash fashion consultants coordinate gastric bypass surgeries in Mexico. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean... This is her explanation. She says, so Deanne lost about 70 pounds after going through a gastric bypass procedure and one former top seller alleged in the docu-series that Deanne had suggested the procedure for her as well. Deanne explains this way by saying she never forced anyone to do it. Instead, she maintains that women came to her for advice on losing weight and she recommended gastric bypass. Casual.
0: Yeah. It's not a warmer upper. Mm-mm. So a former top Lula Rose seller who once had 3,500 consultants working under her, told Bloomberg Businessweek in 2018 that she was invited to California to meet with the Stidhams in January 2017. She said that they asked her to bring her husband, but when they arrived, she said they were, quote, basically separated and sleeping in separate beds. She says that she was also asked, as she recalled, to, quote, focus on being subservient to her husband. So another former Lula consultant shared in the docuseries, Lula Rich, that when she tried to leave the company, there was pushback from other sellers and quote, a lot of excommunication, a lot of harassment, a lot of people telling me I was crazy or saying you're going to ruin your life by leaving.
1: I think If anyone is saying that leaving a job Mm -hmm. is going to ruin your life, you should leave that job. Yes. And
0: I think, okay, why are these people saying it? On one hand, of course, they're probably brainwashed enough that they think this is true. On the other hand, if there are cracks of light starting to appear for this Mm -hmm. person, you leaving is directly shaking their reality.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I don't want to be confronted with that reality. Nobody knows. Said this person Mm -hmm. that's screaming these things. It's like those businesses that are like, we're just like a big family. What that actually means is we're a really toxic environment with no boundaries and you'll be made to feel incredibly guilty for not being here 100% of the time. Up next, we'll get into accusations that Mark and Deanne misled their sellers and the lawsuits against them that have been piling up. Okay, let's get into LuLaRoe's rapid growth and the lawsuits that followed. From 2015 to 2016, LuLaRoe grew from $70 million in sales to over a billion. Fuck me. I have no concept of that amount, of money. I- a thousand millions. Wow. Mark
0: Cuban's not looking so bad now, is he? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and just a quick reminder that Mark and Deanne Stidham hired family members into senior roles at LuLaRoe. So that billion, uh, over a billion, is right at their Mormon fingertips. And in an August 2016 interview, Mark Stidham claimed that the firm was on track to exceed one billion U.S. dollars in sales, and that LuLaRoe was shipping approximately 350,000 units every day. Wow. Wow. In 2020,
0: BuzzFeed News reported that the company was worth an estimated two billion U.S. dollars. But in the docuseries, LuLaRidge, that we've been referencing throughout this episode, former retailers claimed that LuLaRoe grew too fast and it pushed recruiting more than the selling of its clothes. Big mistake. Yeah. Big mistake. Hyper growth. Mm-hmm. And as of September 2021, there are more than 50 lawsuits filed against LuLaRoe. Some claim that the company knowingly sold defective products to consultants and then refused to refund them. Some sellers are stuck now with thousands of dollars worth of LuLaRoe's clothes that they just can't sell. Rowe, denies any wrongdoing.
1: One of the lawsuits that was filed on behalf of 190 LuLaRoe retailers in 2019 claimed that the company, quote, targeted women, stay-at-home mothers, spouses of active military members and other groups who had working capacity and some access to credit or savings, but also generally a lack of formal business or finance training. Former LuLaRoe consultant Katie Willis told BuzzFeed News in 2017, That by the time she quit LuLaRoe, she had around $50,000 in credit card debt from her business and she had to cash out her 401k to pay it off. Ouch. Yeah, because once you're in, once you've bought that initial stock, it is very difficult to get out. Mm
0: -hmm. In 2018, LuLaRoe's chief clothing supplier, Mai sued the company for nearly $49 million in a lawsuit claiming that the company failed to pay its bills for seven months. Yikes. There you go. Another rule. Pay your bills. Pay your bills. The suit claims that the Stidhams have used the money, instead of paying their bills, to purchase cars worth at least $2.7 million, properties in excess of $7 million, private planes, and other assets. The suit also claims that in 2018, Mark said, quote, Look, guys. I'm not going to pay you guys a fucking dime unless a judge orders me to pay it. And Deanne and I will take our two to three hundred million dollars to the Bahamas and fuck everything. It's really not how it works. No, don't say those things. Say the opposite of
1: those things.
0: Say, whoops, have I not paid you? No, yeah. oh. just resend me the invoice. It got buried. Checks in the post.
1: <laughs> don't say that. No, say anything but that.
0: So in a statement on the case, Lula LuLaRoe has said the following. We believe the claims in this case are completely without merit and will fight vigorously against them. But LuLaRoe has since filed a countersuit alleging fraud, breach of contract and unfair business practices.
1: Per the Associated Press, in early 2021, LuLaRoe agreed to pay $4.75 million to settle allegations from the Washington State Attorney General's office, claiming that LuLaRoe is... The P word, Mm. a pyramid scheme. Pointy. Pointy and illegal. (laughs) Pyramid schemes are not allowed. MLM's skirt around that, Mm -hmm. um, like a little triangle doing a cartwheel. Like
0: a Toblerone. (laughs) Like a
1: Toblerone. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's a Toblerone scheme, not a triangle scheme. Mm -hmm. Different T-word. This settlement also noticed that the company denied any wrongdoing. Following the release of the docuseries Lula Rich in September 2021, the Stidhams insisted to Vanity Fair that they believed they would have eventually prevailed in the lawsuit, but, quote... The expense would be enormous and the amount of time senior management would have had to devote to the litigation during the trial would have been a distraction from our business. That is generally what being a senior manager is, is not doing the business, is dealing with everything else. That's literally your job as a senior manager. Also in 2020, BuzzFeed News reported that the Stidham's financial past, especially Mark's, had been rocky. More than 15 tax liens had been filed against Mark with and without Deanne in both Utah and in California. And we could go on for a very long time talking about all the complaints
0: and lawsuits against LuLaRoe, even the complaints about their leggings ripping like, quote, wet toilet paper. But we think that you get the point.
1: At the end of the docu-series about the company that came out in September, 2021, LuLaRoe issued a statement that said, quote, We continue to bring greater focus to our mission of improving lives and strengthening families through the principles of entrepreneurism while continuing to educate small business owners about the opportunities found in personal responsibility and individual choice. (laughs) What? I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. It's like they just did a word cloud. Yes, exactly. Of what they thought might get... Christian businesses. Yes, yes. And as of this taping... As we sit in our WeWork, Lula Rowe is still in operation and Mark and Deanne defend the company and their business decisions to the bitter end, it would seem, although the end doesn't really seem to be in sight. They seem to be doing fine. <laughs> so let's end today with a bit of advice. If you've thought about getting
0: involved with an MLM, maybe it's best to know this stat. A report on the Federal Trade Commission's website says that, quote, less than 1% of MLM participants profit. 1%. A far worse rate than for the legitimate small businesses, of which 39% are profitable over the lifetime of the business. So you've got a much better chance of just starting a small business than trying to join an MLM. Apparently, this report goes on to say MLM makes even gambling look like a safe bet in
1: comparison. Which is true, Mm. it's never worked. It's never gone well, apart from the people right at the very top of the pyramid, Toblerone. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. And listen to RuPaul. Don't put your family on the payroll. No. And pay your taxes. I think that's it. I think let's take away from what Deanne said.
0: Yes to personal responsibility. Yes to individual choice. Yes to starting small businesses. Just don't join an MLM. Yeah, you don't need an MLM to do those things. No, if you've got $5,000 to spend on bloody leggings Mm -hmm. spend the $5,000 starting a business a different business start an Etsy make scrunchies precisely start a business that you own buy a mic and start a podcast we did it I think that's a good place to end also if anybody's trying to sell you leggings on Facebook
1: block them there are other places you can buy leggings where no one will abuse you or send them a link to this episode and then (laughs) block them Thank you so much for listening. I am Hannah Maguire. And I'm Saruti Bala. And we'll be back next week with another great episode. Remember to follow Sinister Societies on Spotify to get a brand new episode every single week. And you can listen to this and all other episodes of Sinister Societies for free exclusively on Spotify. And we just want to give a shout out to the articles that we referenced
0: in this episode. We used reporting from Bloomberg, BuzzFeed News, and Vanity Fair, as
1: well as the 2021 docuseries Lula Rich. So, if you like this show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. We promise they won't try and sell you leggings. And if you like us, then check out our award-winning weekly true crime podcast, Red Handed, on Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: Over on that show, Hannah and I talk about the most fascinating true crime cases from around the world. We cover everything from more cults to well-known serial killers and also cases you've never heard before.
1: We've been going for well over four years. Feels like a lifetime. So if you're keen for more content from us, then you have over 200 episodes to binge over there. And that's not even getting into our Patreon content, my friends. There's so much more. A whole ocean. There is. And we'll be back here next week. See you then. Sinister Societies is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from podcast. It's produced by Kristen Acevedo and Gemma Waters. Sound design by Kristin Acevedo with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. Research by Chelsea Wood and fact-checking by Kara McAleen. And we're your hosts, Hannah Maguire and Saruti Bala.